This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. I've shared with you in the past that I have an app on my iPhone, which is called Lists. I'm sure if you have an iPhone, you have it as well. And things that I need to do for home, a list for things I need to do for work. I've got a list of the things that I need to take on vacation. And then I've got a list that's called Remember. And in Remember, I've got 106 different things. And these are things that I want to remember so that I can turn around and share again. I also have a list of saved information, which might be an invoice number or some sort of a date or something that I, I just don't want to forget those. But, but the remember list, the 106 remembers, are things that I want to be able to share again. And they can range from a, a quote that I heard, or one of my friends said something that I thought was really interesting, or I've got bottles of, uh, of different types of wine in there. Uh, I've got uh, Bible verses in there. Anything that I think is important that I want to share. And I've shared these with you before, and I've always shared them in Leadership Quick Hits. So this is another Leadership Quick Hits, and this is Volume 3. So welcome to Podcast 90. And I've done a Leadership Quick Hit Volume 1, which is Podcast 64. I did a Leadership Quick Hit Volume 2, which is in Podcast 82. And only eight podcasts later, we're here to hear number 90. So Let's get started first off by me telling you just a couple of things that are on my remember list that I think are cool. I don't know whether you do or not, but since it's my podcast, I get to share them with you. So first one up is you never have to explain what you did not say. I like that one. The first no is the easiest. You can be 99% okay and 1% vulnerable. The 1% defines you. And this from my buddy, Mark Brown. If a husband speaks alone in the forest, is he still wrong? And he actually said, if Michael speaks alone in the forest, is he still wrong? But I thought I'd toss husband in there. And then you're always going to have critics and naysayers and people that are going to tell you that you won't, that you can't, that you shouldn't. Most of these people are the people that didn't, that wouldn't, that couldn't. And that's from... Tim Tebow, I love his quotes. Well, today we're going to talk about leadership quick hits, and I do want you to know that, that that's actually a little bit of a false way to describe it, because none of the things that I'm going to talk to you about today are quick. They're all leadership, they're all things that you can do, but, but none of them are quick. Actually, in each instance, every one of them takes time, and I'm actually going to encourage you to spend more time on these quick hits. So here we go, let's go. First up, Know your people. How well do you actually know your people? My guess is you don't know them well enough. Do you know their dreams? Do you know their goals? Do you know their challenges? Do you know their friends? 
Knowing what your people are all about and knowing what motivates them, knowing what's important to them, knowing what's significant to them, knowing that why they work, why they feel the way they do, why they're, what their attitudes are, what their perspectives are, will really help you lead them. Because we've said that, that employees only need three things, right? They, they need a clear job description. They need to know what it is they're supposed to be doing. They need to be given the skills and tools to do it, and they need to have a leader that has their best interests in mind. You can't have their best interests in mind unless you really know them. One of the ways that you can get to know people is just simply ask a question like, what's been keeping you busy? It's a way to ask a question in a way that they could give you a work answer, but they also could give you a personal answer as well. And you can't coach them if you don't really know what's going on with them. And you need to ask the questions, but after you ask the questions, you have to genuinely listen to the answer. You've also heard me say in the past that, that if you want more friends, don't be interesting, be interested. So be interested in your employees and get to know them better. I've got, a, uh, I've got somebody that works with me and we were talking about sports and I asked him what his favorite sport was and he said his favorite sport was Survivor. If that sounds like a sport to you, then uh, we would all know that you don't really know a lot about sports, but Survivor was his favorite sport, sports show that he watched on, on TV. So that told me a lot about him and, and what was going on. And, I think I've told you this before, but, but perhaps I haven't. There was, we went and uh, worked at a, a center, and uh, there was a, a supervisor there that had had employees there for a number of years, and he had an employee that had been working for him for 14 years. And when we sat down and interviewed this employee, we found out that this employee was a, was a jazz player and plays jazz on weekends and just loved jazz. And when we were talking to the supervisor, the supervisor had no clue that this person was a jazz player but had been working with him, hadn't, hadn't directly reported to him, but had been working with him for 14 years, but he had been to his direct report for four years and had no idea the person was a, was a jazz player. You need to understand your employees and you need to get to know them and you need to be purposeful about doing it. Understanding and constantly finding out more, not in a creepy way, but in a way that makes sure that you understand who they are. And, and you'll know that you're understanding who they are when they're talking and you're listening. If you find yourself in your coaching sessions or just in your general conversations and you're doing most of the talking, then you probably don't know them very well. So make sure that you, you're listening more than you're talking. And the way that you get to you know your people, the way that you come to understand them is the way that you'll better lead them and better coach them. But that's not something you can do quickly. That's something that you can do over time and it's something you need to be purposed about. So write down right now the names of the folks that work for you, and on a scale of 1 to 10, how well do you know them? And the ones that you don't know very well, get on it and start learning more about them. And the ones that you already know, keep it up, keep learning, keep growing. And it also helps you to get to know them if you're transparent about yourself as well. And again, I'm not saying that you're the one doing most of the talking or that you're telling them anything private or something personal or something that you don't want them to know. But the more transparent you are and the more ways that you can connect with them, that you can find joint areas that you have interests in. And by the way, the number one joint area that you have interest with them in is their performance and the performance of the company. Those are two joint interests you can have right off the bat. Their performance and the, joint, and the performance of the company, those are two interests you can have immediately. 
And then after that, the more that you know about them, the better chance you're going to have to help them be successful, them to stick around longer, which of course allows you to be successful and you to stick around longer and who knows, maybe even get a bonus as well. So know your people. Second quick hit, quick hit. Feed your hopes and starve your problems or starve your challenges. I, I make this distinction because I know you know this just, just simply you just know this just by pure intuition you can understand this that I want to I want to feed the hopes and I want to starve the problems but but being a leader requires you to do both so we want to we want to starve laziness we want to starve carelessness we want to starve poor adherence we want to starve bad attitudes those are things that we want to make sure that we stop or that we're putting steps in place to stop those. And the way, that you, the way that you starve them is by intentionally doing something about them. And I'm not talking about being a Darth Vader where you're constantly running around looking for somebody doing something wrong. I'm just saying you want to starve your problems, but you also want to feed your hopes, right? We, we want to encourage teamwork. We want to encourage your visions and values. We want to encourage better performance. We want to encourage any time they do anything that helps them learn a little bit more. We want to encourage when they reach out and connect to their peers. We want to encourage when they reach out and ask us a question. We want to encourage when they're, they're trying to solve problems and they're trying to get better. We want to keep going when they're on a streak. We want to keep going when, they're, when their uh, attendance numbers are really good. We want to try new things that help them get even better than what they are. If they're getting fives in empathy, let's train them a little bit more on empathy so that they get even better with empathy. We want to understand and recognize that we want to feed some things and we want to starve others. Next up, you need to walk and talk your values over and over again. It's not enough that they're on the, that they're on the wall or that you say that they're in your heart. You need to talk about them all the time. You need to act on them all the time. You know, you need to, you need to show integrity. You need to encourage hard work. You need to foster trust. You need to be focused on customer satisfaction. And we need to be, pay attention to teamwork. How much do you brag about teamwork? How big of a deal do you make it when somebody does great teamwork? When somebody makes a sacrifice or helps somebody else out, how big of a deal do you make about that and then match it back to one of the vision and values that you have? How often do you acknowledge out loud somebody's, somebody that, that meets a value or connects with one of the core principles of your organization? How often do you, do you take someone else's input and idea and put it into play and then encourage and reward that person. You know, walking and talking your values is really great when you go by the signs or once a year when you mention them, but, but when you can, you can show the things that you're doing and call out when your employees or the company or a response to a customer or something measures and, and equates to the visions and values and missions of your company, make a point to it because when you do that, it shows loyalty. It shows that the company is doing the things that they're supposed to do. And the best way to show that the company is living up to their values and their mission and their vision is by you being the person that does it by walking and talking about it. Number four, 
maybe the most important, triple your remote worker contact. Whatever it is, triple it. It's not enough. Make more time for everyone all the time. Triple it up. In a contact center, no news is ever good news. And if people are working remotely from you, it's really not good news. I've got an old saying that I'm not afraid of the dark, but I am afraid of what lurks in the dark. So we need to be in the business of making sure that we're reaching out and we are connecting with them constantly, trying to work on things that we can control. We can't control the fact that they're remote and we can't just sidle up and walk over and talk to them or catch them you know, walking in the door before their shift happens or sit down with them for lunch or, or even get in a huddle with them in the middle of the day or just walk over to their desk and talk to them. But you can control the amount of communication that you have with them. You can't control the answers that they give you, but you can control the questions that you ask them. And there's no, no excuse for not asking the questions and not engaging with them and not reaching out with them over and over and over again. And you may be doing that through Teams, you may be doing that through chat, you may be doing that through direct video connection and talking, you, you may be doing that just in a, in a simple phone call. But you need to increase it by three times. And I would encourage you to take next week, figure out how much time you spend with each one of your reps and triple it. And see if it doesn't have an impact on, on their performance, on their engagement, on their loyalty to your company. And by the way, if you're going to reach out to them three times, you better be prepared to know what you're going to communicate and what you're going to talk to them about. And it should be important and relevant. It doesn't mean it can't be fun. It doesn't mean it can't be personal. Obviously, it means it can be business, but it, it needs to be relevant and it needs to be important. And every time you talk to your employee and you're engaging and getting to know them a little bit better or encouraging them or reinforcing something or renewing something or reminding them or educating them or pointing out an area where they, they're challenged and they need to get better or disciplining them or connecting them to their peers or connecting them to their company or connecting them to your customers, you're doing something that's important and relevant. Number five is you need to leave it in the office. Don't take the stress home with you. It's horrible for your personal life. Don't take it home with you, leave it in the office. And you can do that because before you leave the office, make sure you've done the things that you needed to do. If there's something that's bugging you that you need to take care of, make sure you take care of it before you leave the office. Even if you have to spend a little bit more time there to make sure that you're not, you're not bringing it home with you. If you've got an issue that's really important that you need to talk to your boss about, or you need to talk to one of the people that work for you about, have that conversation, have that communication before the end of the day. It'll give the other person an opportunity to, 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 to communicate on it, and it doesn't leave you with it all night long. Now, if you're not prepared to talk to the employee, or you're not prepared to talk to your boss, obviously wait. But your better chance of, of having an improved home life, personal life, requires you to leave it in the office. If you want to reduce your stress, leave it in the office. It doesn't mean you can't work at home. It doesn't mean you can't follow up on something. It doesn't mean you can't strategize on something. But your intent and purpose, a good, strong leadership quick hit, is to leave it in the office. Why don't you try it tonight? When you leave tonight, leave it in the office. And if there's something else you have to do in order to leave it in the office, stay and finish it, then go home. You'll find out you'll enjoy work better and you enjoy being home better. And then finally, you need to model everything. 
You need to model everything about what the people that work for you need to know. You need to model, you need to model what they need to do in every conversation you have with them. And whether that's, whether that's acknowledging or showing call control or showing empathy or using their names or being enthusiastic in every conversation with them, you should be modeling the call skills that they need to be using in their call. When you answer the phone, you should answer it the same way that they do because you're doing it with enthusiasm, you're showing them and you're modeling the way that you should answer the phone. You model it by being on time. You model it by, if you're doing chat with somebody on Teams, no, no shortcuts, no errors, full sentences, professional communication, the same way that your chat team or your correspondence team is supposed to be doing it as well. Every conversation that you have is an opportunity to weave between the business and the personal, to acknowledge, to, to be polite, to use professional etiquette. If you've got to, put, if you've got to uh, take something into account, say, may I place you on hold? If you're in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them and somebody walks into the room, you can look your employee in the eye and say, may I place you on hold? And then talk to that employee, come back, say, thank you for holding. You're modeling the things that they need to do. And it doesn't hurt to have them model it back to you as well. So get them to acknowledge when they're talking to you. Get them to use the call skills when you're having your one-on-ones and you're having communications with them. It's good professional skill building. It's a way to coach them even when you're not actually designate to coach them. And even when you are coaching them, it allows you to coach them on more things and maximize the coaching experience that you have. Well, there you go. That's six leadership quick hits. Know your people, feed your hopes, starve your problems, walk and talk your values, triple your remote worker contact, leave it in the office, and model everything. If you've ever listened to one of my podcasts, I finish every one of them the exact same way. And that is you can be a great leader, but it requires a lot of hard work and a lot of focus. And I say that every week. If you've listened to more than one of my podcasts, are you putting in the work? Are you putting in the focus? And of course, it also requires you to bring alongside you a mentor. I hope that one of these 90 podcasts is mentoring you and helping you get better. But I hope you've also brought somebody alongside in your business that can help you. And I hope you've also, if you're capable, are being a mentor to one person or more than one person that you're paying it forward. It's rewarding, it's needed, and you can't be a great leader without it. It's been great to talk to you this week. I just want to remind you again that if there's a subject you'd like me to speak on, I've got 10 more till I hit 100. Maybe yours is one of them. Let me know. You can reach me at mtamerpaponacy.com. And remember something new I'm going to start to tell you, that the secret to success as a leader is having loyal, informed, skilled, engaged, frontline, and supervisors and leaders. Are you loyal? Are you informed? Are you skilled? Are you engaged? Are the people that work for you that way as well? If they're not, they should be and you should be. It's great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.